Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got a special one for you today coming from Plano, Texas. I'm in an Airbnb this week. And just to give you guys kind of an update on what's going on with me, I'm in an Airbnb this week. I'm in the middle of an eight-day travel schedule. And uh, it's been interesting, to say the least. It's been it's been awesome. Um, so I left home Friday to head to the win rate 2024 coaches retreat. So uh, if I hadn't talked about it yet, I was offered a coaching position with win rate consulting. Uh, I'm going to be taking on, you know, roughly five to 10 clients, just depending on what they need me for. You know, it's not going to be a full-time position or anything like that, but it is going to be a great opportunity for me to get into the coaching space, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. And I end up doing anyways with my current clients. You know, they start out with a sales program build, and they go on to um, fractional CSO, and then I end up, you know, quasi coaching them through that offer that I have for them. And then some of them have even upgraded to fractional integrator, where uh, I'm the integrator for their company. And so coaching just makes sense as a next step. It's really gonna, I'm really gonna be able to cut my teeth, and I'm excited about it. So I was in Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> Um, it's funny. I've been to Greenville twice now, one for an event and one for this coach's retreat. And I have never seen anything outside of the hotel room or the building that the event was at. And so I really want to be able to go explore the next time I go there. But we had a pretty packed schedule. So I went from there to Plano, Texas, flew into DFW yesterday. And I'm here with uh, Scott Ramage, Braxton, Mills. And uh, those are all uh, Apex members that uh, we started a, a smaller kind of intimate mastermind called the collaborative. And so we'll be meeting here for three days and we're helping each other with each other's businesses, working on marketing, working on sales, working on operations, all my favorite things, as you guys know, and we'll be spending three days doing that. And then right after that, uh, Adam Kramer, Mike Bauer will come into town and we're all gonna be here for Apex Entrepreneurs. And so we're going to learn a bunch of stuff over those couple of days attending the entrepreneur. So it's eight days straight. And you guys know how I am about my family time. So this is definitely a, a stretch for me to say the least. Um, but I didn't really travel a whole lot last year. I kind of hunkered down, worked on my business and got it to where it is now that I'm on top of things again and we're doing well. And so uh, now I can go do the in-person in-person stuff that I wanted to do grow and develop, mastermind, and, um, you know, take advantage of these new opportunities that I'm getting. So it's incredibly exciting. I didn't have a long one for you guys today. Uh, I wanted to cover a solo episode with you guys, and uh, I'm calling this one, or not, I'm not calling it. I mean, you guys know this. It's the golden rule. And the reason I wanted to do a podcast on this, honestly, um, it's going to it's going to also serve as a training for one of my salespeople. And uh, that training is going to be around the golden rule. Because what happens so often in sales teams is uh, you get this uh, culture that starts happening. And uh, it's 
typically there's a cancer in the sales team or there is, you know, the, the culture starts shifting to where people are upset about, you know, one thing or another and it starts to spread a little bit and it, it, it will take over a team, you know, quicker than a fire in a house, right? Quicker than a fire on a Christmas tree. By the way, have you guys ever lit a Christmas tree on fire? This is ADD me right now, but um, if you haven't, message me and I will send you a video of me lighting my Christmas tree on fire. It's freaking fantastic. <laughs> but your culture can turn over faster than a Christmas tree on fire. And um, so I want to do this training for some of my clients and I want it to be available to them. And basically, I'm going to walk through the golden rule. So where did it originate? The golden rule originated from the Gospel of Matthew. And it was in the, the scriptures in the Bible, 712. And he said, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. There's different versions of that. Do under, unto others what you would have them do to you. Treat people like you want to be treated. There's all different versions of that. But that's the original um, new international version text right there. And so I wanted to walk through what does this really mean? What does that really look like? Because I feel like I've been to the best of my ability practicing this the last couple of years. You know, you guys know some of the things that I've been through in terms of my leadership and the separations that I've had there. But in both cases, I left them with something to work off of. I did not leave them high and dry. I made sure that they had something to be their families with, you know. And um, in, in, in both cases, had legal recourse, had... Um, you know, these debts that had to get paid and stuff like that, but I still have not done anything to go after that stuff. And, you know, it's such a tough thing to talk about this because it's like, you know, you also look at the other, the other one of the other things Jesus said, which was turn the other cheek and, and let him slap that too. Because the, the peace and the place in heaven is way more worth it. So whether you're religious or not, I, I don't really care. This concept still applies. Because um, if you're not religious, then your peace is worth it, right? And so when we look at people that have wronged us or owe us money or whatever the case is, you know, this idea that we're supposed to like get legal retribution or people are going to walk all over us, whatever the case is. Here's the bottom line. If you are constantly filtering, auditing your circle, which is what I was doing by, by cutting ties with the, that leadership, then eventually you're going to get to a point where you don't you don't have to worry about somebody slapping your cheek in essence right and so what it really means to me is yes treat other people with kindness but it has to go beyond that even when they wrong you you've got to treat them the right way so let's walk through it okay so let's talk about you know the way that we were raised Right. A lot of times, if we were raised a certain way, we do the total opposite. Right. And so in 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 my case, I wasn't raised in a home with a lot of love. It was more functional. It was more pragmatic. Right. And then um, I was also raised around people that were unfaithful to each other, you know. And so unfortunately, we spend so long trying to get away from who our parents were. We end up running right back into them and not our physical parents, but basically what they used to do. In my case, you guys know my story. So it, it checks out, right? 
And so obviously as a parent, I want to be the opposite of that. I want to be the opposite of disconnected, you know, putting myself first and um, not really pouring into my kids. I want to be the opposite of that, of what my parents were to me or in my father's case, not even being around at all. Right. And so I, I have this chip on my shoulder and I make sure that when I have kids that I am the opposite of that. And oftentimes that's the motivation for us treating our kids a certain way. Right. And so, um, and then, you know, so we have this deep reason to treat our kids a certain way, but my question to you, my challenge for you, especially if you have kids or you've been through this is why does it stop with your kids? You know, why is it okay to lift your kids up and pour into them and be incredibly kind to them, but not other people? Aren't those your brothers and sisters? Aren't those your fellow humans? You know, and so in that same sense, the way that your kid would walk all over you or borrow money from you and never pay it back, and you'd be okay with it <laughs> because they're your kids. Um, we've got to exercise that same grace with business partners, with um, friends that have wronged us in the past or people that have stolen money from us, you know, and there's, there's all different variables to this, right? You still need to audit and separate yourself eventually from those people. But that's, there's a difference between what I would call uh, protecting yourself politely and then wanting retribution and wanting to watch them burn. There's a huge difference in that, right? And so, you know, people are going to make mistakes, but also realize people have seasons. You know, I wasn't the greatest human being from 26 to 28, you know, 26 years old to 28. I had a really bad season where I was detached from God, where I was unfaithful to my wife. You guys know this story and um, where I was just not a good human. It was a bad season for me. And it took, you know, what was it? Three years later, two years later, getting a divorce in order to change my heart and for me to become the man of integrity that I, I strive to be today. Right. And so all that being said, people make mistakes and people have seasons. So it's easy for me to forgive others because I've been forgiven myself. And if you have any kind of faith, so have you. And so who are we to strike back, to seek revenge or retribution, or to hurt someone else because they hurt us? Who are we to do that when we've already been forgiven? Or in my case, I've been forgiven by my ex-wife, now wife again, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, and it doesn't really matter if you've been through something like that or you've hurt someone like I have and still been forgiven because there's there's a bunch of little versions of stuff you have done and been forgiven for or your parents have overlooked things, whatever the case is. And so I'm running out of time because my laptop battery is running out. So I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up quick. So when someone does wrong you exercise the golden rule. And treat them like you would want them to treat you if you wrong them, right? That's the part that we don't really look into too much because we feel like once someone's wronged us, then we can treat them however we want. No, the golden rule still applies. And so 
but there, there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself politely. In my case, if someone is acting a certain way that I just don't align with on Facebook, I'm just going to unfollow them. I may not even remove them as a friend. I don't even need to go that far. I just don't need to see their stuff. I don't need to be influenced by them. And so protecting yourself politely, there's nothing wrong with that. That is curating your life. That's architecting your life to have a certain type of people around you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So the next piece is, is what it doesn't say. And what it doesn't say is just because you treat people with the golden rule, you treat people kindly, you're good to people, that you cannot ex expect reciprocity. You cannot expect it back. Because if you expect it back, then you set an expectation and you don't like it when people have expectations of you that you didn't agree to either, right? So just because you treat someone a certain way, you should not expect it back. And the last piece is, you know, the uh, the examples that I have for you, like the social media one, like the relationship one that I just gave you, and the example of faith and being forgiven. So how could we treat others any other way than, you know, in, in my case, my God treats me? Who am I to do that, right? And so what's the reward? If I exercise the golden rule every day, and I exercise this kind of patience, understanding, kindness, empathy, goodness, if I, if I bring that out of people, right? If I constantly exercise that, my, what, what's my reward? What's my prize? You know, <laughs> we're humans, we're selfish. We want to know. And, and it, to me, it's one of the greatest rewards there is. And I've only recently experienced this because, you know, at first I got my family right. And then I got my, or I got myself right. And then I got my family right. I got my faith right. And now I got my business right. So I have this amazingly strong foundation, amazingly strong foundation. So now I'm experiencing this peace for the first time ever, or in a long time, I should say. And um, I, I can say there's nothing like it. And the beautiful thing when you have that type of peace, and you exercise that golden rule, and you don't expect reciprocity, then you're never disappointed either. When someone wrongs you, you're never disappointed when they don't return the favor. Because you're doing it because you're doing it for yourself. Because it feels good to give without expectation. You know? And so I would close in saying more of us need to exercise this golden rule within our sales teams, within our industries. When people get recruited away or when people talk smack about you on social media, there's a lot of that going on right now. If you guys are in the groups that I'm in, you know what I'm talking about. But more of us need to exercise that golden rule. More of us need to open up our Bible to Matthew 7, 12 and read in everything. Do to others what you would have them do to you. You don't want to be treated that way, so don't treat others that way. All right, guys, if you got any value out of this episode, please share, leave a review, comment, like it, whatever the case is, wherever it's at. I appreciate you guys, and y'all have a wonderful week.